Welcome to this edition of Intuitate Radio, Relationship Insight with an Intuitive Twist. An Intuitive Twist. Yes. I am your host, medium and intuitive dating expert, Marissa Liza Pell, and we have our co-host, CJ West, and relationship expert and strategist. And boy, do you have strategies. We may have some strategies. Yes, we do. Yeah, we've got things going on. Let me just update our listeners. We have Intuitate Radio as part psychic, part relationship advice. You haven't seen anything in this twisty cone ever. Okay, so this is this is a blend of everything here. You like anything it. can happen. Anything can so happen. So much is going on. And everything does happen here. And especially with you. We don't hold back. I don't hold back. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's to the walls. Last week, if you haven't been listening in, uh, CJ was looking for a date last yeah. week. Magically and by fate. By fate. He had uh, lost his hat of 13 years My somewhere. My favorite hat. Came into the studio last week, and the receptionist kindly said, "I found this in the parking lot." She found it in the parking lot and, and remembered it who it was him. for. And she came up and handed it to me. It was such a thoughtful act. And I looked into his eyes, and I said, and I felt the hearts coming out of his head. There were he hearts, running flowers, cupids, <laughs> arrow tips, <laughs> yeah, everything. And I said, "Boy, I know what's coming next." And of course, <laughs> that's what came next. And we uh, decided to ask her if she'd come in the studio. And she didn't know why she was coming in, but she uh, got asked out by you on the air. Uh-huh. And at first she said no. She no. she was actually seeing somebody. We found out what DTR means. Yeah, they didn't DTR the relationship. What does that mean again? Uh, define the relationship. Define the relationship. It. I still don't get, but DTR still reminds me of a roasting company. So I, I can't get it out of my head. Uh, me too, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to let go of that. Okay. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to break out the recommendation letter that my ex-girlfriend wrote to a previous woman yeah. that you were pursuing in a coffee shop for two and a half yes, years. Yes, I have an ex-girlfriend who wrote me a letter of recommendation. Yes. On her company letterhead. Notarized. Yeah, we brought it to a notary public. So I figured, why not break this out now? Break out all the stops and, and see if you know she would uh, change her mind. So we read the letter, an idea. and she said, "You know what? I might think about this." It was a little pause. A little it wasn't pause. a quick no. It wasn't a quick, a quick no. No slipped away. So she agreed to on Friday, you know, and Saturday. There is there are bagels there in sure the studio uh, for the company, and and people in the kitchen come in and. Uh, they have bagels, and anyone could come. But she agreed to actually invite you into the kitchen in the studio yeah. for the employee bagel day. For a little quick bagel thing. And go by the water cooler and decide if you are right. worth a date. Right. And I even, I, I went out. She told me what kind of cream cheese she likes. What and I went that? out. It was pumpkin. And she said, I like pumpkin. And then she said, I like strawberry. So I went I was out yesterday. I went to like seven stores. I was out till 10.30 p.m. looking for pumpkin cream cheese. But it's like out of what? season. So I found strawberry cream cheese. And Rachel, I believe that's sitting right in front of you. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So wait a second. Before we get there, I was yeah. actually texting you about the radio show yesterday and you weren't replying to me. So you were I getting... Was out, I was rummaging for stra- for pumpkin cream cheese. I, I went into Philly. So this is more important. It, of course. It's All paramount. Right. Of course. It's Intuitate Radio. Love is paramount. Yes. So we brought Rachel back because... We came in this morning and Rachel looked a little tired. So, but she didn't invite you back for bagels, did she? No, and yeah. it's my everyone is invited for bagels. Okay, yeah, anyone in the area, yeah. in the in the building. <laughs> my understanding was that you were already having bagels. What do you? I was hungry. <laughs> oh. Anyone can have bagels. <laughs> but I thought we were supposed to have bagels together. You came right in here. <laughs> and. and, and Oh you my were God, like, this is getting awkward. <laughs> okay, is. so I went out to ask Rachel if she'd come back on and she was having a bagel. 
And that's okay. Yeah. She can have a bagel. She can have a, she's allowed to have a bagel. So, but the cream cheese is here for you just in case. It, it's, it's very, it's, very thoughtful. Yes, very thoughtful. But we wanted to see if, if you put any thought into if you would like to consider this date. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, the person that I mentioned I was seeing is now my boyfriend. Oh, oh you DTF? Do you think that... We DTR. No, DTR. <laughs> Did you tell him that this happened and maybe that made him a little jealous to finally like pull the trigger? Do you think we've helped you? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> no. know. Well, did you tell him though? I did. Yeah, that's it. See, that's, that's what, what did happened. it. That's what we you, helped you. This he, was, it was meant to be. He can credit whoever you are. Yeah. To ask him out. I'm responsible. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 defined. Do you realize that this is the reason why you now have a commitment? Well, he felt there was some competition. He's not the one who asked me. I asked him. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And he and and how did that go down? You just said, "Hey, you want to be?" I said, "You want to go steady." Nice, oh. I love it. <laughs> so you realized after you know there were other guys seeking you out. That this you, is true. You're right. So you pushed me, and I had to. You had to make a say, decision. No or go. That's great. So. Wow, <laughs> good for you. Well, you are a taken woman now. So obviously, in two date radio, we we've created we've done our job. We, we sure have. You have, and I appreciate Job's it. Done. Thank you. You were well, dismissed. Can she have her <laughs> strawberry cream cheese or not? Of course, I, I brought it for her. I mean, I'll put it in the in the kitchen. Anyone can be welcome to the cream cheese she, if that's okay with you. She really wanted to say, I'm not eating that strawberry cream cheese. Are you kidding me? Ew. No. <laughs> I want everyone to have it. I wasn't sure if you were serious, but if you had bought you. it or not. It's just for you. Well, then I'll take it home and I'll eat it at another time. Have it with your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You guys can have it together. It's, it's a symbol of love and bring it to him and it could be your first thing as DTR'd. Yeah. Well, True. thanks so much, Rachel. I, I really appreciate you coming back on. And, <laughs> yeah, thanks you know, a lot. We're no sorry problem. about the bagel awkwardness, and maybe someday we could all have bagels together and That would be lovely. Do you still want to go to lunch just like once, <laughs> like today? <laughs> well, it's it's a co-worker's birthday today, so we're going to lunch. Can I come? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have to get, get on with our show, So thank, and Rachel show. has to get back to work. Thanks, Rachel. True. So, thank you. Have a thank wonderful day. Thank you so day. much. Yes. We hope in two a date radio served you well with your cream cheese and your love life. Thank you. So today on a two a date radio, this is going to be a kind of interesting, interesting day. Now, you know we have we have our lovely sponsors, and sometimes we have our sponsors on the show, and that's kind of just boring to have your sponsors come on the show and talk about their services. And we believe there's more to the story because our sponsors are not just regular corporate people. They're people who believe in, in love. They're people who believe in intuition, and they have their own stories to tell. So Dr. Michael Ruff of South Jersey Smiles, holistic and naturopathic dentistry, he is not only a dentist, he is also someone who has come to me. That I met him through my mediumship gallery. He is engaged to a psychic, awesome in itself. And during one of their sessions uh, that they came to me for, Heidi, is Michael's fiance and her father came through and actually said you have to develop this ability you're holding back you have to actually open up your psychic abilities and do this do this as your life's work and so she came to our school and she graduated with flying colors and now she has her own business doing psychic and intuitive work another topic we're going to cover today is finding out about what holistic dentistry is talking about how you guys met talking about what it's like to have a, a powerful relationship that you guys have, and also how marriage counseling has saved your relationship. And then after that, we're going to have somebody on the line who wrote a bunch of books. And um, I'm going to tease her a little bit. Her name is Laura Doyle, 
and she is a New York Times bestselling author. And she's currently working on a book called "Kill All the Marriage Counselors." <laughs> yes, she wants to assess. She wants to. She wants she, to die. She doesn't believe. She thinks that marriage counseling is actually detrimental to the marriage, and she thinks that nobody should have it. I'm interested so, in hearing this. Yes. Very so welcome, <clears throat> Michael and Heidi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's I'm glad to be here. We're, we're excited welcome. to be here. Great. Well, I know both of you personally on, on many different levels. Okay, on yeah. personally, professionally, psychically. Now, uh, Michael, tell us, because we talk about holistic dentistry all the time. Tell us what holistic dentistry means in the simplest of terms. What is it? Um, holistic dentistry is basically the fact that our teeth and our mouths are attached to our body. The same blood that goes through our bodies goes through our teeth and our jaws. And if there's an infection or toxicity, it affects our whole body. Unfortunately, big medicine and den and regular conventional dentistry don't get that and they're not looking at what could be coming from the mouth and how it's affecting the rest of your body okay so you're saying that if I come to you or if somebody comes to you and they have a cavity or they they have an infection in their mouth that it's not really that there's more of where that's coming from um, well the effects of that are not just in your mouth it's your whole immune system is affected your whole energy field is uh, is affected you know, you understand with energy, there's meridians, mm -hmm. acupuncture meridians. Each tooth is on an acupuncture meridian. You can go on the internet and actually see a chart. Mm -hmm. Any toxicity or metal or any kind of infection or affects your whole body in distant parts, not just your tooth, not just your, your mouth. So if somebody lets an infection go and they don't come to you and take care of it, what can happen? It, a distant part of your body, like, a, again, a tooth that's on a breast meridian. Mm -hmm. It can affect and cause breast cancer. It's okay. as simple as that. Now, or what if somebody has like diabetes or they have a pre-existing condition? Can, can, could that cause a mouth condition or does it just go the other way around? Because you diagnose. It goes, all, again, it's, it's can be, you can go both directions. So how does that go both directions if someone's diabetic? If someone's diabetic, it affects their blood chemistry. Mm -hmm. And the blood chemistry affects how resistant your teeth are to decay. And periodontal disease and your circulation again just like someone with diabetes they say oh per, per, you can go blind from diabetes or you can lose a foot or a toe it's the same thing it can affect your mouth and your and your teeth so what gums. what brought you into actually bringing a holistic dentistry like as a as a practice or as a way of life i mean what what took you from traditional dentistry to be able to see this and to do it this way a couple different things i've always been looking for better new ways i've had a lot of illness in my family. My first wife had leukemia. I had testicular cancer after my mercury fillings were removed unsafely. What do you mean unsafely? When mercury fillings are removed, they need to be done in a safe manner with ex extra suction to get the vapors away from your body so you don't breathe them in and, re and get a big dose of mercury when we're removing them. So just uh, inhaling that can be yeah, toxic to you. Exactly. And the other issue is, again, Mercury fillings are releasing, the mercury silver fillings are releasing mercury vapor 24-7. Oh, if, if you drink something really? hot or if you grind your teeth or when you eat, mercury vapors are coming out 24-7. And okay. you're breathing it in wow. and it's incorporated into your body. If you're a good detoxer and have a good detox, then you're not going to have overt symptoms, but it does take its toll. You said that you're, I don't, I don't want to say it. I don't really know how to put the title. Is it wife, ex-wife? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> my 
wife who is deceased, I guess, is right. She died almost five years ago after a long stretch of uh, being sick. Okay, so how did she really uh, propel you into this to this field? Um, I have always, like I said, I've always kind of had my ears and eyes open. And shortly, you know, the month after she passed away, I took a course up in North Jersey on using ozone in dentistry. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, what's ozone? Ozone is activated oxygen. Instead of O2, mm-hmm. it's accelerated and activated into O3 with an electrical discharge. I have no discharge. idea what that means, but... Just you know oxygen. the smell. It's it's active. It you know the smell after a summer rain. Yes, mm-hmm. that's ozone. Okay, so wow. it's like a mist. It's the best smell in the world. It's a, it's basically ozone cleanses our air. Okay. When oz, oxygen, I know, getting a little technical, but yeah. oxygen is lighter than air. It goes up. It gets hit by the rays of the sun and anything. It gets split up and and it becomes O three, which has a negative charge. It comes down and cleans up our air. It gives mm-hmm. it's a, it neutralizes free radicals. It kills bacteria. It neutralizes toxins, and that's what it can do in the body as well. Okay, so you went and took some courses, mm-hmm. and you've actually integrated that into your. This is after your wife's passing. Exactly, the month after, and then during that course, I met a whole bunch of people who are were talking this strange strange language of alternative dentistry, alternative medicine, naturopathic medicine, biological medicine holistic medicine, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of different labels for it. And I'm like, I got to do this because... So you weren't a holistic dentist before then? No. So you were just regular people coming in for fillings. They were Mm -hmm. doing their thing. You were going in, treating the patient, going home. Yeah. And so what have you seen happen once you started to implement these practices with the patients that you were seeing? What sorts of... What's the best story you have? The best story I have is actually there was... Again, I do a lot of ozone treatments for sinuses. You know, sinuses get, you know, especially in South Jersey or sinus Central Jersey, sinus infections. Okay. Um, people get on antibiotics, and the only thing that the antibiotics do, because there's not enough blood supply in a sinus, is create yeast and fungal infections. Mm-hmm. And what the ozone does is it kills all microorganisms, stimulates the immune system, increases the blood supply to the area, and allow people to breathe better. Okay, so what what sort of miraculous thing have you, what's the best, like, healing story that you, I mean, something going from start to finish and using your techniques, what have you seen happen in a patient of yours? Just any story um, you can... I actually use? have my, my main assistant, Betty, who had chronic sinusitis for 25 years. Certain times of the year, she was barely functional. And we got her on the ozone machine, and she breathed, you know, we through the nose um, after we bubbled through olive oil. It's a long story, but you can Google it. And also through the ears. And she went home after that first treatment and basically felt like she was run down, had the flu. Her body was just cleaning up all the kill-off from that first... And after that, with a couple more treatments, and now she, every once in a while, needs a, a little touch-up, but she doesn't have sinusitis anymore. She doesn't have to take steroids. She doesn't have to take uh, any kind of medication, and she's completely clean wow, and can breathe easily. That's awesome. Now, I want to get to you guys as a couple, you and Heidi, because your fiance is here. Hi, Heidi. How are you? Hi, Marissa. Well, thanks. And, you know, I love you. And I love you. Heidi is so blunt. You know, I love blunt people. So funny. And we actually met because Michael and her had come in for a session. And Michael and I actually met because I connected with his wife who passed during a group gallery. Then he brought Heidi in and and her dad came through. And now you're doing psychic work full time? Part time. 
Okay. How can people get in touch with you if they want to set up a reading or they want well, to? Well, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I have a, I have two Facebook accounts and I have a Twitter account. Heidi. HeidiLFerguson.com. Okay. So yeah. HeidiLFerguson.com. Yes. I use my middle initial. Yes. Okay. And what types of readings do you do? I do all kinds of readings. I'm also medium. So I have people that, that come through that crossed over. I do relationship stuff. I mean, that's Pretty much, I would say that's the main question people have. You know, am I going to have someone come into my life? Can you give me a timeline? That kind of thing. Cool. Well, how, how is it like that you guys actually met? Do you want me to tell the story? You want to tell the story? You can tell if you want. So um, Michael and I have both done this personal growth workshop, which takes place in Philadelphia. It's called The Essential Experience. And after you do the workshop, you can come back and volunteer to help support the participants that are taking it that weekend. And we both went back to volunteer in October of 2010. And we that's where we met um, as volunteers. We'd both been through the workshop years before. And he had sat next to one another for the whole weekend. And I would say the rest is history. We had a lot of time to talk over the course of the weekend. And he was looking for someone to help him organize his home and kind of clean up. And I said I'd be happy to do that. Really, strictly, it was a friendship. So and you guys didn't think you were going to get together? I really didn't give, I didn't give it much thought, to be perfectly honest. Well, at, one, um, at one point, sorry to interrupt, but at one point she said, I want to create a, rela- a healthy relationship with a man. And I said, I'd like to help you with that. Not <laughs> <Yes>. thinking it <laughs> would be me. Oh, totally. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. I know. Really. So yeah. you did help her with that. kind yeah. of. Yeah. And she's helped me with my house, too. So okay. a bunch of other things. So. But initially, and I've talked to you guys before, you weren't ready to date. And you said you didn't really want to move forward with this. Um, I basically said if the universe puts someone... And I use the word plop someone next to me <laughs> that is the right person that I will have to say, have to seriously consider it. But that I wasn't really outwardly looking. And the universe plopped me down. But at first you said no. At first you weren't interested. You you weren't ready um, for this. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Heidi, as I know her, is persistent enough, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> and uh, she... Uh, she she opened that door for you and, and, and you fell in love. Right. What's really interesting is that I met my wife who passed at the same workshop. We were actually participants at that workshop in 1994. Do you think your wife had something to do with you guys getting together? I do believe so, I, yes. I believe so, too. It's now, interesting because during that time, she said that I was, how did you put, how did you put it? I was channeling or I... I it was oh, very much he like was, yeah, your father. he was totally channeling my dad that weekend. And he said to me, well, I feel like you're channeling Chris. So you have, you're, cha- you have had experiences where you've channeled information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your intuition's pretty active too. Yeah. I don't technically hear like she does. I kind of, I'm more of the claircognizant kind of just kind of, I, things come to me kind of almost fully formed. So does that happen when you're with your patients, you get information about yeah. what to do? You obviously yeah. don't tell all of them because they probably think you were a little, you know, yeah. something's up. Yeah, some of them are a little yeah. more open to it than yeah. others, yes. But that's great to know for our listeners because they would, you know, to have someone like, like you who's tuned in as well as mm-hmm. medically trained, that's awesome. So you guys got together, and I'm sure it was hard to actually get back into a relationship after you've lost someone and you've had children with someone and all that stuff. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of pain there, and you guys believe that marriage counseling or couples counseling has helped you through these speed bumps. Do you think that it would have lasted considering what you've been through to try to push through and open your heart again? Do you think it would have lasted if you didn't have this 
you no, know, I counseling? Don't, I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have. No. Yeah, we, we call it turbulence. Yeah. Okay. So why our... did you guys initially believe that you needed uh, this couple's counseling and how far into the relationship that, did you start that? So Michael, Michael's Jewish and I am not. And um, even I was brought up Christian, but I would label myself more as spiritual. And and so I, I felt that we want I felt a need to connect with him on a deeper level in that way. And so there's um, someone in the community who is an ordained minister, but he does a lot of yoga work and a lot of intuitive work and mindfulness and that kind of stuff. His name is Bob Leggi. He's wonderful. And so I said to Michael, I I suggested and he said yeah that sounds great and so we meet with bob Wait, once... how long was this into the relationship not long like i would say within six months so you guys are starting off a new relationship and yes. then you went into counseling right away we don't really call it counseling we just call it support it's oh, more okay. spiritual support okay. and support. and working on mind being more mindful, mindful within the relationship ourselves but ourselves in the relationship you know, because I've had people say to me, well, is your relationship in trouble? I'm like, no. And this is probably the reason it's not in, you know, deep trouble. We have our issues. And, you know, of course, I'm very strong willed and which he loves. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I would say for the most part, we, you know, we know how to work it because we have the support. OK, so you believe. And how long have you been together? Three, a little over three years. Three years. And you guys are getting married. We are getting married. So yes. you got engaged yes. and getting married. And I, I don't, you know, after the type of pain you've been through, I, I would assume it would be hard for you to not want to push someone away after, you know, try to keep your heart kind of protected. So you guys fully believe, because the guest we're having to come on soon, believes that it is absolutely detrimental to relationships. So this should be an interesting conversation. Okay. But uh, feel free to everybody speak your mind and, and we'll see what she has oh, to say. I always do. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, being so open with us. I'm fascinated. I am fascinated too. I just feel like I want to sit here and listen to to all this. I'm, I'm learning more and more and more as you explain. Listen. It's very, very the whole it's rain great. thing. That was really cool. And this is with us. We have our sponsor, Dr. Michael Ruff of South Jersey Smiles, and his fiance Heidi, who is also a psychic. And Michael runs a holistic dental practice in Thoroughfare, New Jersey. And um, you do offer, you know, for for our listeners, you're offering that free um, video tour. Yes, basically uh, to be a half-hour session with me where I go tooth by tooth and take pictures of your teeth and explain what I see, what the what's good, what's bad, what's not, what's ugly. I guess whatever so like you want to say. Like, like if you're on a real estate site, you're taking a 360 tour of the mm -hmm. the place. This is like a tour of your mouth. Exactly. Wow. Do you think people get scared when they see their like on the video screen like? pictures of what's really going on in their mouth like you don't really look in your own mouth too often right it's up on a big 32 inch uh, tv monitor and it can be a little scary but i hope also people see it as enlightening so that they can figure out okay what it is that they want to do again the whole thing in in health is to maintain health and create health and to avoid disease right. once you're in the disease process you're catching up so you think when people see their mouths on the video screen, they're like, wow, I definitely have to do something. Like it, it propels them into some sort of action. Usually, yeah. Yeah. As I said, the picture's worth at least a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, right from Dr. Michael Ruff. You know, you see, you're a very compassionate, uh, well-mannered, you know, good-natured, soft-spoken guy. But I think when it comes to your dentistry, you're, you're very specific as to what you want and what you want to see done. Yeah, it is it is my passion to, you know, prevent people from having disease that you know again 
I see so many people getting more and more sick earlier from the world right now being toxic and our foods and yeah, you could go on and on oh, about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, we, we could have hours. Okay. Well, days. let's get back to this marriage counseling thing. Yes. So you guys, it has worked for you. You started it. You started this, what you call support. Now you see two different therapists, correct? We do. Okay. And how long have you been seeing two different therapists? We started with our second counselor. It, this, this spring, it'll be two years. His name is Gary Gray, and he had, was offering a couple's course. And so we signed up for it. And that was with three other couples. And it was about six weeks. And so after that, we both just got a lot out of it. And after that, I said to Michael, you know, I'd like to continue with Gary. And Gary is a Gestalt therapist. So he practices very differently. I don't know if you know what Gestalt is. No, I do not. It's very experiential. Okay. So what does that mean? What do you go there and what do you do? Well, we talk about what's going on for us and he will do exercises with us as a couple together. So we do a lot of... I mean, I don't know how typical therapy is, but he actually makes us face one another and talk to one another. We're not talking to Gary necessarily. We're talking to one another as we're doing the work. So why do you see two? Because they're very different. And what is what does the other one bring you that Gary doesn't? We do a lot of meditative, spiritual stuff with Bob and with Gary. It can you pipe in here? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> more it's more experience. It's more experiential, it, it, and it's yeah. more uh, of the day to day logistics and feelings and how often do you spend i mean how often do you spend a week doing this well we see bob once a month Mm -hmm. for about an hour and and actually bob is over the phone okay and you see the other guy gary gary um once or twice a month once or twice a month and you feel that if you didn't do this your marriage would be in trouble so i believe so yeah you didn't didn't go to these people out of desperation no not you went there to prevent right yeah proactively proactively absolutely why did you think you needed to prevent because of the situation Michael had been through? Well... Or you? I think both of us. And I would say that, first of all, I was... You know, and I'm in a very precarious situation because Michael has two children, two girls, that are now 14 and almost almost 14, almost 12. And I was coming in as sort of a third... Like a third wheel, if you will. Mm-hmm. and um, And I knew that just... That part of it is going to be a relationship takes a lot of work anyway. We all know that. I mean, we know what the divorce rate is. And we both were very serious about this relationship. We both really want it to work. And we know the realities of it, of what can happen. Okay. And with children, that is a whole other level. Will you continue to do this for the, I mean, how long do you plan to continue this? I don't know. Probably indefinitely. Again, it's, it's kind of like... You know, it's coming... just a maintenance thing for us. Exactly. I was about yeah. to say that it's kind of like just coming in for, you know, cleaning, you know, cleaning my office. It's like we go and kind of get our turbulence and our things that are in the way of our relationship moving forward and continuing in a, in a positive way. We try to clean, keep it clean and keep it moving forward instead of letting things build up and cause bigger problems. And both of you being intuitive and Heidi, you being professional psychic and you being sensitive. I know how sensitive you are. That could bring a whole other level of sensitivity Always. and hyper emotionality to the situation. Always. Because you feel everything he's feeling, and he probably is a sponge that takes on everything you're feeling. Yeah. And I know how strong you are. Yeah. So I'm sure he wants to cower sometimes because of your like, he she's does. relentless. I know. But I love her. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. But you're like more of the kind of hermit guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're kind of like more of the soft spoken. He's a cancer. Yeah. yeah. You're a Scorpio. A Scorpio two so. water signs. Yeah. You know? So, but it's interesting because I'm bringing on somebody on the line. Her name is Laura Doyle, 
and she is a New York Times best-selling author whose books have been translated into 16 languages in 27 countries. Thousands of women credit her with saving their relationships and showing them how to become desired, cherished, and adored. She's been on Dateline NBC, The Today Show, and The View, and she's currently, now I think this this title is is pretty extreme, writing a book called First, Kill All the Marriage Counselors. <laughs> Kill them? <laughs> yeah. I guess I I, I want to bring her on the line. That's pretty extreme. Laura, are you there? I'm here. Are you really writing a book with that title? Do you have plans to kill these people? Yes, first kill all the marriage counselors. It's modern marriage skills for women only. In other words, we're going to get away from this. You know, it's Freud and Jung's model, really, that we're still using in marriage counseling, and so much of it has been um, disproved, and the statistics are so bad on the whole for people who go to, to marriage counseling. And uh, what made me realize this was uh, through my own relationship coaching practice, you know, actually, and, and, and uh, my husband and I went to marriage counseling as well for years and uh, didn't really find that we improved. And we just figured it must be us, sort of like that diet you go on where you're like, well, it must be me. guess I didn't stick to it right. That must be why it didn't work. And through my own relationship coaching practice, I also found that I was listening to woman after woman after woman say, well, I went to marriage counseling every week for a year and complained about my husband. And every week she just said, okay, next time. Uh, do you want to meet at the same time next week? And never asked her to do anything different. Or I had another one. This is kind of a common story where she went to a marriage counselor and the counselor was telling her that because they'd been sleeping in separate bedrooms for about a year, she's like, your marriage is over. Don't you see? you got to get divorced. She's very authoritative about it. And we hear a lot of stories about therapists that kind of, you know, are the, are the beginning of the end. They say, hey, your marriage is not working and you need to get divorced. So, so do you believe it's like the type of therapy that, I mean, because obviously we have two people in here that's saying it's saving their relationship. So yeah, you think it's you know, the type? Well, I say more power to them. I think that's great. I'm not saying that every single marriage counselor, I mean, I think they all have good intentions. I think they mostly just want to help. But once you learn, I, I, I learned in the trenches, right? I mean, some people take a very scientific approach to marriage. And what I did was I interviewed women that had long, happy marriages, and they gave me advice that seemed so counter to how I'd been raised and what I'd seen my mom do. It just didn't even make sense to me at first. Oh, I, what are some of those things that you found? Well, we, I ended up with just six intimacy skills that really made a difference. Like one of them was, I remember one woman said, well, I try never to criticize my husband, no matter how much it seems like he deserves it. And I remember thinking, have you got anything else? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Right? So, I mean, so, once he does something wrong, like, what do you, you just sit there and take it? Like, just No, like it's, it's not about sitting there and taking it. There's a whole art to letting him know how to treat you without tearing him down. So there's never a need to criticize my husband. I mean, it's, we all know it's not good practice to complain, right? It's not right. good to, to criticize. So if he hurts my feelings, I, I'll say out. You know, and it happens sometimes. Even, you know, the most loving husband. My husband's absolutely amazing. And we are just so close. He's, he does hurt my feelings sometimes. So I just say ouch, and that lets him know, like, oops, you know, he kind of cut too close to the bone on that one. Or the other thing that I've learned to do that I wasn't so great at when I first got married, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. I have a really sad story about going to Hawaii with my husband before we were married. And we get up the first morning and I think, oh boy, I can't wait to go to the beach. And he says, uh, hey, or, no, I said to him, so what do you want to do today? He goes, well, I thought it'd be fun to go look at a volcano. And I was like, a volcano, really? 
But I thought, well, I don't want there to be conflict here. I just want us to get along. So I'm not going to say what I want. I'm just going to go along with this volcano thing. So we're driving along, and all I can see, are, there's just little rocks. You can't really see the volcano for a while. And I'm, it's, like, kind of hot out, and I'm starting to fume. I'm like, he didn't even ask me what I wanted. And here I am. I could be on the beach, and I'm looking at these stupid rocks. And he starts to notice something's wrong. He's like, what, what, what's the matter, you know? And I let him have it sideways. I'm like, you didn't even ask me what I wanted. And it just wasn't pretty. I didn't even say what I wanted. And now he was in trouble for taking me to Hawaii and making me look at a volcano. And so today I know that I have the ability and it's incumbent on me to say what I want. Not, you know, I'm going to, should I close the window? Are you cold? But to say, I'm closing the window. I'm cold. Or, you know, before we leave the restaurant, like, do you want to stop in the bathroom? It's like, no, I want to stop in the bathroom. To just be really clear on, on how I feel and what I want is, uh, is, was another big piece. So it's not about sucking. There's no sucking up with the intimacy skills. Awesome. And we don't have a lot of time because we have to wrap up the show in about 10 minutes. So can you go over your other five points uh, quickly? Sure. Well, so the first one is to uh, relinquish inappropriate control of your husband, not telling him to do, how to do things that he's perfectly capable of doing himself. The next one is to practice self-care, meaning you do at least three things a day as a, as a wife for your own pleasure. And so this is not eating right and exercise. This is taking a hot bath, having a cup of coffee with a friend, painting or skating or dancing or crafting, things that just bring you pleasure, and that's it. And the third one is receiving graciously. So this means that when someone offers you a gift or a compliment or help, moving those chairs or cleaning up the dishes after a dinner party, you just receive it graciously. You say, yeah, thank you so much. Okay. That would be nice. Great. Uh, and then the fourth one is uh, vulnerability. So we talked about saying ouch when you're hurt instead of maybe uh, lashing back at your husband. Um, there's also sit- setting limits. So maybe he's, he's like, hey, can you watch this kid and pick up the dry cleaning? And, and one answer might be, you know, I can't, meaning I can't do all that and still be that happy, pleasant wife who's got some reserves for this relationship, which naturally good relationships do take some reserves. And then finally, we've got gratitude, which just means that you're focusing on the things that you like about your husband, but also expressing them. So I have a really quick story about this. I had a woman in a workshop whose assignment was to give her husband three gratitudes a day. She said, well, I don't see why I should do that because I do everything around the house and nobody's thanking me. But she agreed to give it a try anyway. So she thanked her husband for working hard to support the family, for taking out the trash and a few other things. And by the end of the second day, they were sitting down to dinner, and he said, you've really taught me that we need to appreciate each other more, so I'd like to thank you for making dinner tonight. And she nearly fell off of her chair because she had single-handedly changed the culture in her relationship just in 24 hours, really. Wow. Well, this is, this is really a great insight and information, um, and we appreciate you providing that. Do you guys have any feedback in the studio? You'd like to ask Laura a question or have any comments? I used to have a question, Laura. This this is great stuff. And it's stuff that's, it to me, it sounds like, um, or I know that any good marriage counselor would tell couples this is stuff that would be standard practice in marriage counseling. And I'm, I'm wondering how this is different or, or where you draw the conflict. Well, I respectfully disagree with that because for one thing, respect is like oxygen for, for men, for husbands. You agree? Mm, I'm not sure. Men don't need to be respected? Yes, That's they do. Yes, as course. do women. Okay. Yes. 
Um, okay, well, but especially for men, it's it's. Uh, I'm drawing a distinction here that this is more of a priority for men. Women want to feel desired. We want to feel cherished. But one of the things that goes on at marriage counseling is a lot of times women are bringing the husband so that the counselor can fix him, and then they get there and they talk about him in front of a stranger about all the things that they're unhappy with. So right there, you've got a very disrespectful setup. Uh, so that, and that's just one of the, the many issues. I mean, no, nobody ever got happier by complaining about their partner for an hour a week. And uh, it would be, you know, it would be nice to think that all marriage counselors know about these intimacy skills and can impart them. But a lot of times we find that uh, marriage counselors themselves are struggling with their, their relationships. And I know this because they actually contact me and ask me for help with their relationships. Okay, uh, and I'm, so, you know, it's a small, maybe not a huge percentage. I'm not saying all marriage counselors have this issue, but for me, the most important credential of someone who can help me with my relationship is someone who's already enjoying an intimate, passionate, peaceful relationship. Okay, um, so hold on one like second. Hold on one trainer. second, Laura. Can you hold on one second? Let sure. me get to Heidi. She had, she actually had a comment for you. Well, I have I have a question. Wouldn't you say, Laura, that in most relationships, a couple that goes to counseling is already in trouble? And that's why they go to counseling, as opposed to right, a couple right. that does it to prevent. Right. Well, what, what we see in, in my relationship coaching center is it really doesn't matter how far gone the relationship is. I have couples where he's already said, I'm out of here. I have another woman. They've been to the divorce attorneys. I had a woman recently where the realtor walked through the house to tell them how much they could sell it for so they could split up. And within a few weeks of her learning the intimacy skills, things are completely transformed. It's totally turned around. So this idea that, oh, once marriages get to a certain point, there's no return, that's complete BS. That's not what we see here over and over again. Have you seen anybody use your system that came to you and said, hey, it didn't work, the marriage is over, it just didn't work for me? I've, I've had women say I couldn't do it. Like I had one woman whose husband had an affair, and she said, you know, I'm just uh, every time I think about trying to work on this marriage, it just... I, I can't get myself to do it. So she, so she walked. So how does how do people get through affairs and when there's a cheating issue or when there's such betrayal in a situation like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to get through an affair, but I think one of the things that we maybe don't look at as wives is if you've been controlling, if you've been emasculating your husband, if you've been demeaning him, rolling your eyes. Uh, when he speaks, then because ox uh, respect is like oxygen for men, if they haven't gotten any in their marriage, they're very susceptible to anybody in the outside world who's uh, looking at them as though they're smart and listening to what they're saying uh, with that respect. So it's not that the wife is responsible. She's never responsible for him having an affair. That's never appropriate. But there's something to be said for looking at our contribution to that situation. Uh, and I find that if we open our eyes a little bit wider, then that's a great spot to start from because it's very empowering. What if, what if the woman's not it. being respected, so she's going to disrespect because she's feeling disrespected? She's going to disrespect. I, I missed the first part. Sorry. Like what if, it's, what if it's not that she's disrespecting the husband, so he's feeling disrespected and kind of goes out of the marriage? What if he's the one disrespecting her and out of a reactionary mood, she's like, well, oh. he's not desiring me. He's not appreciating me and being affectionate toward me. So now I'm going to disrespect him. Well, here's what I find. There are some men that uh, you're not safe with. I call it a divorce I endorse. There are some men who aren't capable of being faithful to a woman, uh, and there's some that are physically abusive, and there's others that are actively addicted to drugs, alcohol, or gambling. Those are div uh, the, the divorces I endorse. 
you're never really going to be safe in those situations. The safety has to come first. You're but right. yeah. uh, if your guy's not one of those, then the good news is he is a good man. He's not okay. a perfect man, but he's one you can have a wonderful relationship with. And, I mean, we can stand here all day and say, well, he wasn't, he wasn't this, he wasn't that, he wasn't the other. But what I find is when you take responsibility for your own side of the street and you clean up your own side of the street, that's when the miracles really happen. That's where okay. the empowerment lies. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I do have to uh, go and wrap up this show. Is there a book out there, Laura, that is, is not the one that we mentioned before that you want to promote? <laughs> sure. Um, yes. My first book is called The Surrendered Wife. And uh, a lot of people think that means uh, submissive wife or obedient wife, but it doesn't. It just means a woman who knows she can't change anyone beside herself, so she doesn't try. She won't tell her husband what to eat, what to wear, how to drive. Instead, she focuses on her own happiness, and that, in turn, improves the intimacy. Okay, and where can they get this book? Everywhere books are sold. That one's okay. translated into 16 languages in 27 countries. Okay. Uh, it continues to, be, continues to be a very good seller. Thank you so much for coming on. And if you want to just state your website again. Sure. You can get uh, my free video training series at lauradoyle.org. It's lauradoyle.org as an orgasm. Okay. Uh, free video cool. training series there are modern marriage skills for women only. Okay. Thank you so much, Laura. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you guys think of this? Do you have anything to say about it? Um, I, I think she had some actually some good points um again i she think she did have some good points i <laughs> yeah. I, I do agree that I if you agree. clean up your own stuff then yeah. you that's half the battle yeah sure she had great points and those are great points that any good marriage counselor would teach their clients right and it, it sounded to me like she was pigeonholing all marriage counselors and all couples into this scenario where I, wife drags the guy in and that's not the case i, I mean, good Yes. I totally agree, Chris. Absolutely. A good marriage yeah. counselor won't focus on one person. If you see a marriage counselor and he's focusing on one person in the relationship, head for the hills because they're Take a bad counselor. A, absolutely. Take a hike. I wouldn't I wouldn't stay yeah. with that therapist at all. But to kill all marriage counselors, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's a little strong. It's pigeonholing. Yeah, I think it's a little strong. Yeah. It's really strong. Well, it's a little sensationalistic. And I, so it what, gets what, attention. What, yeah. yeah. What was the first book? It was um, Surren The Surrendered Wife. And, and her solution to that was just focus on being happy yourself? That's yeah, take care of yourself and, yeah. and take care of your side of the street, and that will change the culture of your marriage. So if you be selfish and just take care of your own needs, that's going to change the marriage. I don't know. We'd have to read the book and see yeah. exactly what she's I, saying. I wish we had more time with, with Laura. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I think we got a gist of where, she, where she's at with everything. And, I mean, I can't discredit everything she's saying. I think a lot of things that she's saying no, is that, you know. There's some oh, good I, points. I it's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. I'm just saying that there are but, great points that most marriage counselors would teach people. Yeah. You, yeah. Would, you would hope. You would hope. You would hope. Because there exactly. are marriage counselors out there that you sit there, you talk, and you leave, and nothing works. I mean, yeah. there, there are people out there, there are They're people the ones like you, you guys see. see. It's, it's all about getting the right people for That's your support. Right. That's right. And I if mean, you don't find the right person at first, keep looking. And yeah. keep looking for the right holistic dentist. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and um, love to hear from you. Okay. Well, thanks so much thanks, for Dr. listening Mike. to Intuitate Radio. Heidi L. Ferguson on Facebook and Twitter. Your psychic reader, and we will be back 